right? We got a lot of different things coming at you today, okay? And I'm just sensing a little bit of a lull right now. F that. You don't got time to say. All right? Let's go. Crank it. Crank it. Let it cross. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Derek Johnson and Nick Springer on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Hey, what's happening? Welcome in to another edition of Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. Hey. Kansas takes down Kansas State. Top 10 showdown now in Fieldhouse. How about that? There, uh, wait, of wait, all the okay, games. Hold on. Before you get into that, yeah. huge news. Huge. Oh, okay. Massive news. Huge news. The AFL is back. No, not the American Football League. The Arena Football League. Oh, good. It's back. 2024. It's coming back. I. Uh, How I like hyped are you League. for the Arena Football League? Uh, not very. I probably won't watch a single game, but Dude. also hyped outside of that. I'm like 10 out of 10 hyped for the Arena Football League. I mean, if if I get like a low, if, if there's like a local tie, like, you know, if there's there's somebody who, uh, from like Lawrence High or Free State or like what if, what if they, Baker what if or KU team, or something that you what know, has a, a team player, in like I don't know. Topeka or Wichita or Kansas City. Then like, I'm not going to invest all my time to know every player on the roster and to, you know, that's kind of track all the season, but will I probably go to like one game with friends and you know have a couple beers and watch arena football? Yeah, of course I will. I, I enjoyed okay. going to the occasional arena football game last okay. when I was there. So okay. yes, if they, if they have a team in Topeka or something, like yeah, I'll probably go. To all right, game. so we're gonna we're gonna spend the whole three hours of today's show breaking down the arena football league's return. Well, what do we name it? What do we name it? We have this mascot conversation. The arena football league. No, I mean, what do we name the team in Kansas? Oh, if there's a team? oh, oh. I think we should do something cool with farming or farmers. <laughs> like the... The tractors. <laughs> the, uh, okay, what's the name of those things that are like, they're really, really long and they like, it's like the irrigation... Combines? No, 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 no. The irrigation things, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like the really, really long, they got a little wheel on the end and they like... And they, it's like a long, they got little, and they... You know, I'm really enjoying you stuff. describing this, but I have no idea what it is. You know what I'm talking about? No, dude, the little like uh, they're like sprinklers, but they're really, really big and long, and they it's like a, it's like a little okay, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it covers the whole field, and it's a long metal pipe I think that runs across the top, mm-hmm. and then it like sprays just like irrigation a, stuff just down, like a sprinkler irrigation system. No, 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 no but it, I think they have a name. Is there for an it. actual name for it? I think so. Okay, well, if you figure out that, that's what their team name could be. How about that? Uh, hang on. I'm Googling. The Topeka Farmer in, in Irrigation Systems. Let's, Let's go. Oh, farmer okay. Irrigation Systems on three. <laughs> One, okay. two, three. Farmer Irrigation okay, Systems. See, okay, look. I, I Can I show you this picture? Yeah. Okay. I, I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. But, uh, one of the, wait, where'd the picture go? Again, I don't know if there's an actual name for one, it. One of these things. Yeah, I, I don't know that there's an actual and it, name like, for covers, it. I think it it's spans just like, like a whole. It doesn't have a name? I don't know. I've never heard of one. I think it should have a name. But I'm also, you know, the California farming... to Kansas. I would be the last what, person to Okay. Ask. What if they were just the farmers? Is that too boring? Uh, is that a cultural appropriation? 
what what are you talking about? Is it is it cultural appropriation? I don't know what to tell you. They're farmers. What do you, you mean? You were on the hot seat, Nick. Earlier this week, you made uh, made jest of the Empire State Building crumbling <laughs> to the ground. Now you're asking for cultural appropriation of farmers. What's, uh, what's wrong next? With, what's man? wrong with the what's term next? farmers? I'm you're suspended. You're suspended, dude. What is wrong with farming and mm. farmers? I, if I were a farmer, I'd want that because it's like bringing light to farming, which is a very important. Why do you get to speak on behalf of the farmers? <laughs> I'm not speaking on behalf of anybody. Okay. I'm just saying, let's name them farmers. Okay. We uh, come up with a cool <laughs> farmer mascot. Dude, that'd be sweet. Oh, uh, we got to move on for this. KU beats Kansas State, 90 Speaking of farming, the Sunflower Showdown. Yep. 12-point win. <clears throat> of all the games for Kansas to win by double digits that you didn't really have to sweat the final few minutes in Big 12 play at home, it was the one against a top 10 opponent. Yeah. Okay. I was at the game. You were at the game. Mm-hmm. Was that... Maybe the most full you ever seen, Alan? Have you seen it that full? Well, certainly. Um, I mean, they were sending students away. Yeah, there were what, they like oversold students. Yeah, they oversold the student section. Well, so that something. sucks for those students. I did see they got like a. They sent it was like horse. twenty dollar like food voucher or something. At oh, that really? point, though, if I was like, "Hey, we're gonna send you to Horish to watch the game," I'd be like, "Oh, I'm just gonna go home and watch on my TV," <laughs> you know. Um, so that's that sucked for them. But yeah, I mean, I guess just by that notion, it had to be the most full because they had. I've never seen that happen before, where they had an overflow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was very loud. Good environment. Yep. Travis Kelsey yep. showed up. Yep. To the chagrin of some. Yeah. The the big high five with, uh, I think it was Jalen Wilson after he hit a three. That was pretty cool. Uh, K-State <laughs> fans were not happy that no, Travis Kelsey was rooting were, for KU. They were upset. I Which don't know I, why. I think just made it even better. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand why at all. I don't get it. doesn't make any sense. But if it if it irks them, then I am happy about it. <laughs> uh, first but, half was one that Kansas like another thing that went well. They they started the game hot. Yeah, didn't get down big. Yeah, and KU just made a billion three point shots early. That's certainly going to help. Kansas State turned the ball over too much, and then the second half, like first half, it was very free flowing. It was a fun, uh, just I think easy on the eyes game sort of to watch. Second half. Yeah. Came to a screeching halt, which is <laughs> it's the exact same thing that happened in the game in Manhattan. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. And both teams were, you know, getting called for everything. It wasn't like yeah, it wasn't one sided one way or the other. Yeah. In fact, I think the free throw discrepancy was one free throw. I think yeah, K State shot thirty five, K State shot thirty six, thirty six, the other way around. And one of the teams, I forget which, one of the teams had twenty four fouls, the other had twenty three. Um, so it was just foul palooza on both teams, regardless just, of of. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember where I saw this tweet. Somebody tweeted it, though. But between the two games, between Kansas and Kansas State, there were 98 made field goals and 96 fouls called. Jeez. So by a narrow margin, KU and K-State beat the Big 12 officials. Yeah, I could, I could live without that moving forward. Uh, no, the second half, the second half the was ugly basketball. There was there was no rhythm. There was no, uh, you know, and and especially for a place like Allen Fieldhouse, like a, as a home court, Allen Fieldhouse is particularly at its best when it is kind of this up and down game where the crowd is on their feet for multiple minutes and it's like, oh, you know, plays are going. When it's like that, you know, it it, it really kind of I don't want to say that it eliminates the crowd, but it certainly negates their potency a little bit. Especially specifically at Allen Fieldhouse. Uh but yeah, the second half was just not great basketball. Not great basketball. No. Just because of the no rhythm and but overall, as you said, this was a game where Kansas led pretty comfortably wire to wire, 
and K-State never really pushed them at all. I think they got it. It was 80-70 to 70 with like four minutes left, I think. And I think I, they got it down to close. nine with they like get it 245 to or something. They get it to 82-73 or something like that. They get it to three or something, yeah. Uh, 83-74 maybe. And I think you would have to say that is one of Kansas's most complete games of the year. Yeah. I mean, you're playing a top 10 opponent. You beat them by 12 in a game that, yeah, it wasn't really like that stressful down the stretch. Everything kind of showed up for KU. The bench actually played well. Um, really, all the five starters, except for like Grady Dick, had to some levels like good games, and Grady was just in foul trouble. He didn't yeah. have a good shooting game, but I, I didn't think he was like bad or anything. Um, the defense was pretty good. I mean, Kansas State ended up like okay offensively because of the fact that they shot a billion free throws, but uh, they didn't shoot the ball well. No, they were 7 of 21 from three. It didn't give up a ton of open threes. Like It felt like half of... K-State's made threes were step-back, contested 30, 25-footers. And then K-State only shot 34% from two-point range. That's the lowest that any opponent has shot against the Kansas defense this year. Yeah. It's like yeah. Just kind of like one of your well, most all-around performances. At the end of the day, Kansas State kind of just is who we thought they were. A team with a really dynamic player in Keontae Johnson and a point guard in Mark, Marquise Noel that can hit clutch shots and, and can make plays, and then kind of just a bunch of average to below average players around them. Like, that's kind of just what they are. And when you don't get a pop-off game from, like, a Desi Sills or an Ish Masood for K-State, they they don't really, besides Johnson and Noel, they don't really have much much else to go off of. I mean, the, the only other, they got uh, 11 points from Tomlin, and then David and Gesson had 10 as well, but... It wasn't very impactful, and then you know you don't get really anything else from anybody else, and that's just that's just kind of who they are, and that's kind of who we thought they were, and that's what happened against Kansas. I said yesterday when we did our if KU wins, if what? I said if KU does well in the possession game, the the extra possession game, basically getting offensive rebounds, limiting their offensive rebounds, getting turnovers, avoiding turnovers. Can you get extra shots up, essentially? Kansas had 13 offensive rebounds. Kansas State had nine. So you're plus four there. Kansas had just nine turnovers after having 15 in the first meeting. Kansas State had 13, I think, for the game. They had 10 in the first half. Yeah. So you were plus eight in getting those extra possessions. You played good defense. You held them 33% from two. You held them from three. The only thing that you didn't do well is you fouled too much, and they took advantage of it. Um, they also shot, you know, eighty six percent on high volume of free throws. So I mean, if they even shoot their their season average, which I I don't know if they're a great free throw shooting team or not, but clearly you don't shoot eighty six percent for the year. Let's see on the season, they are seventy about I'll round up seventy five percent. So if they shoot closer to seventy five percent, all of a sudden you win by fifteen points or something like that. Um, yeah, just pretty pretty all around game for KU like. Uh, no notes, no notes, no no like bad things to, to really talk about here. How about Jalen Wilson, man, in his in his career against Kansas State, and really the last two years are the ones that stick out. His uh, redshirt freshman year didn't have like overwhelmingly great games: ten point six rebounds, eleven points, nine rebounds, but you know still solid games. The last two years, so last season, and last season he was the fourth or fifth option depending who was on the floor. Yeah. He had 16 and 10 and 17 and 4 in the two games. This year he had 38 and 9 and 20 and 8. 
So if you look at the six games over his career, about 19 points, eight rebounds per game against Kansas State, and you might be going, oh, well, that's not that crazy. That's less than he's averaging this year. No, but that takes into account the years where he wasn't averaging that much this year. And if you look at just the past two seasons, Jalen Wilson against Kansas State, 22.8 points per game, 7.8 rebounds per game. This season, it's 29 points per game, 8.5 rebounds per game. He owns K-State. Yes, yes. He had a great game, and Dewan hit a couple threes early, which, again, I think that's something that it's one of those things where you don't expect it to happen every game, but it's like, oh, you know, cool, nice when it happens, right? But it's not a prerequisite for Kansas winning. But that was still cool to see. I think he finished with 18 points. He, interestingly enough, he only had two assists in the game. Yeah. Dewan. So that, you know, that was a bit interesting, but still a great game from him. Obviously, Kevin McCuller continues to be dominant, and it seems like he's sort of got his feet under him in terms of scoring. 16 points, 13 rebounds for him in the game. Certainly phenomenal job on, in non-box score things like defense and boxing out and things like that. So he continues to show his value. It looked like he hurt his wrist at one point in the game, but then he came back in, so evidently fine, which was nice to see. And, yeah, kind of like you touched on it, Grady really was the only guy that, that kind of struggled in terms of doing what he does best, which is shooting. And that's now two consecutive games where Grady really has not been very impactful from the three-point line. And you beat Kentucky on the road, and then you pretty easily cruise at home against a top ten opponent in Kansas State. That's it, it's a positive just from the standpoint of you didn't have great shooting nights from your best shooter, and you still won on the road against Kentucky, and then you won pretty comfortably against a top ten team. Is that what happens when Dewan Harris and Kevin McCuller can both score in the same game, or do you think it's more of a signal of getting good bench play? Of that's what happens. I don't know. I, I think, I think it's like with Grady. If he's not, if he's not shooting well, like especially early, he doesn't do enough other things really, really well at that point to justify like staying on the floor for long periods of time. Does that make sense? I just mean in, in regards to Dewan and Kevin. Um, oh, well, I think with Dewan, like I said, like. It, when he scores, it's like, oh, yeah, cool. But it's not a prerequisite for Kansas being successful. And with Kevin, he can be, you know, your third option, basically. And if he's your third option, you're probably going to win. So I, I don't know how important that is necessarily for, for Kansas to win. Same thing. But, like, because we've seen Kansas win games where Kevin McCuller has not contributed offensively because he does enough stuff elsewhere to to usually balance that out. I think. Okay, did you see Kevin's stats for the games? For the game? 16 and 13. I didn't see the rest. So he had 16 points, 13 rebounds, which the 13 rebounds led the team. The 16 points was third on the team. Um, he, 10 of 12 from the line. Yeah, he also had uh, four assists, which was tied for the team lead there. But he went two for 10. So I, I am making the declarative statement. Greatest two for ten game of all time. Could be. Could be. Well, listen, I made the statement yesterday. I'm done criticizing Kevin McCullough. Mm-hmm. I'm done. He just does he just does too much stuff that Kansas needs everywhere else besides scoring. And he's so effective at rebounding. And and again, I don't know how much his I don't know how much of his rebounding stats might be inflated by what we talked about with KJ, where KJ is Instead of being more of a rebounder, he's more of like a box-out guy, 
and he doesn't necessarily get the rebounds. But even still, I mean, his rebounding rate, Kevin McCullough's rebounding rate is very impressive, and he does so much other stuff. So I'm not, I'm done. Done criticizing him. Done. So I just searched um, college, well, I need to redo this search. Because I I just can't remember a, a game where somebody had 16 and 13, and they were one of the best players on the floor, and then you look up at the end of And it wasn't one of those things where he was 2 of 10, and it was like a noticeable 2 of 10 where you, over the course of the game, were like, Oh no! Like stop shooting! Like you know what there I mean. There were times. There were times in the in the first half. I think specifically where it was. There were times where he would just take it to the rim, and it maybe looked a little wild or rambunctious of him to just drive in there like that. But then he would usually get fouled. So then he just made free throws. I just did a search on College Basketball Reference. This dates back to the 2011 season, as far back as it can go here. Okay. So over a decade worth of data. I looked for players who had a 20% field goal percentage, so they could have gone 2 for 10, they could have gone 1 for 5, whatever. That even scored 14 points and had 8 rebounds in the same game. List does not exist. It's just Kevin McCuller. <laughs> and he had 16 and 13. So, I feel I feel good in saying greatest 2 for 10 greatest game, for 10 at game. least in the Bill Self era. Probably, yeah, probably. But yeah, I, I mean, we had that a couple weeks ago. We, we looked at like Kevin McCuller when he scores... At a higher rate, like that's when Kansas tends to have their best games, and I think that's backed up. Scored 16 points, they win by 12. Uh, how about the bench, though, man? Um, I'm, I'm yeah, surprised it's taking this long to, to yeah, talk about this. But the bench was good. Very good, and you know what's better than having one good bench center? How about having two? Because Ernest Uday, I thought, did back wow. up his game against Kentucky. He didn't get to be on the court maybe as much as he hoped because he, he was in foul trouble all game. But he still had three points, six rebounds, and three blocks. That'll work off the bench. Yeah. And then Zach Clements came in because of the foul trouble to both KJ and yeah, Ernest. Ernest. And Zach had one of his best games of the season. He he only had the three points on that one three. Oh, he had five points. He had five. Okay, he hit a two after that. Um, yeah, he was two for four from the floor. So he, he had five points, three rebounds, and he had three blocks. He also had two steals. Yeah. So, like, if you're getting that production from now both of your bench centers, that's huge. And then we saw Bobby Pettiford looking for his shot. Yeah. That's the most important thing for him to stay on the floor. To make Kansas better. That was arguably the best bench game that Kansas had since probably the Indiana game. Yeah, I think so for sure. I mean, certainly from a certainly from a point standpoint, yeah. 18 points off the bench combined. That that does well. But then you add in the rebounding from your centers, 10 rebounds or 9 rebounds combined between the two of them. Bobby had four rebounds also. And Joe again, 1 for 7 from the floor, but he hit a 3. And still kind of made his presence felt at least at times, which was nice to see. And, and yeah, I think I think what you can be most excited about is what you alluded to with Ernest, where he was playing pretty well, and without foul trouble, he probably would have been able to play more and continue to have impact. But then it was nice to see Zach Clements. I mean, 15 and a half minutes from Clements on the floor, that's got to be his season high, right? I've been trying to think. Oklahoma? To, yeah, Oklahoma played a decent amount. Did he play 15 and a half minutes? I don't know. So, that's really pleasing, for sure. Yep. Really good to see. And maybe coming to that time when they actually are trying to uh, make strides and everything. So, yeah. and we'll see if I that think, continues. I think big picture, this game, along with the Kentucky win, has to really reinstill a lot of confidence in the idea of this team's resilience 
their ability to get back up. I mean, they they listen. They got knocked down. There's no there's no way around it. Three straight losses. They they got knocked down, and they got back up. Big road win against Kentucky. Obviously, in terms of Big Twelve, it didn't matter, but certainly it's it mattered for the season. And then you come home and take care of business against K State in your easiest Big Twelve win of the season, maybe besides West Virginia on the road. So you got to feel really really good about that. Take care of business. You got two more tough games coming up if you're Kansas, but I think your confidence has to be really high in this team's resilience. And this will probably be the time of year. I know. So interestingly enough, Derek, we haven't really heard this from Bill Self. He hasn't. He hasn't given us the S word really much. No, I mean he's saving it behind closed doors at practice. But uh, like this would be the time of year where he'd be like, maybe he would put it away and say, okay, now now we've proven we're not, we're not that, we're not soft. I don't think he tells his teams, "You're good job, you're not soft. You don't think so? No, he has to keep them on edge. Okay. At all times, they are in danger of being soft. Well, I I am telling them right now, they're not soft. Okay. He's I'm, Nick Springer. I'm announcing it. Nick Softy Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. Wait, this what? Is no, what? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> on KLWN, Shreyas Lada is going to join us in 15 minutes to talk about KU basketball. Uh, Rock Chalk Pick a Hawk recap next. Trey Zlata of the Kansas City Stars is going to join us coming up here in less than 10 minutes from right now. Some rivalries stand the test of time. The University of Kansas Jayhawks battle the Missouri Tigers on the ice at Cable Dahmer Arena. Cable Dahmer is a great venue to feel close to the action. Come out on February 16th for Rivalry at the Rink. Tickets are on sale now. Check out the group ticket pricing featuring 15% off normal ticket prices for groups of eight or more. For your tickets or to learn more about birthday party packages for rivalry at the rink between Kansas and Missouri on February 16th, check out CableDahmerArena.com. We're going to be giving away some tickets. We'll start doing that uh, next week. So be on the lookout for that. So Rock Truck Pick Hawk Recap, I stay on a roll. I'm sure you do. 99-73, to 73, the final score, thanks to one Kevin McCuller. Dude, what kind of idiot takes Grady Dick second overall? Stupid. Should have taken Kevin McCullough. Well, even if you would have taken Kevin, even if you would have gone Grady and then Kevin, I'm trying to think. Let's see. No, I would have won, for sure. Yeah, you definitely would have won. You would have yeah. won by five points at that point. Yeah. So, not ideal for you. Jalen got me 24. We added in the foul rule, so the numbers started to go down for these players, which Kevin, funny enough, fouled out, but he still <laughs> had like so many other points for everything else. It just didn't matter. Yeah. But Jalen got 24. Dewan got 15, which he just That's didn't really good. do anything else besides the, the points. Yeah. Kevin was obviously great. Marquise Noel only had 17 despite scoring 23. He was because he was 3 of 11 from the floor? He was 5 of 18 from the floor. Oh, 3 of 11 from 3, right? That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, he had 5 turnovers, I think. Oof. So actually pretty good defense by Dewan. Grady had a tough one for you, 12. KJ had the foul trouble, he had 12. Keontae Johnson had 26, but they made him really work for it, too. Yeah. And then how about Ernest Duday? He was your highest scoring Jayhawk yeah, that was a 23. Good, that was a good pick. Yeah. Too bad the rest of my picks stink. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going to go on a run here. I'll get back. Because remember, this is what happened. If you remember right, you started off like 5-0. and Yeah. And then I won like six straight, and I took the lead at one point. And then it was kind of back and forth for a couple games, and now you're on like a four or five game win streak. So my win streak is coming to even even to back out. See, but now you're running out of time. What if, I just, get, the yeah, what if I just get blown out? That would be fun for me. 
No, that'd be terrible. Okay, let me ask you this. Do we What's expand? That? Because we, we condensed down. We were doing six rounds, then we yeah. went back down to four because the bench wasn't producing. Back-to-back games where the bench is giving them something. Do we go back to six rounds? What if we what if we went to five? How do you feel about that? I'm fine with it, but again, you're going to have the, the one side unequal to the other. But, oh, okay, okay. You know, well, then let's go to six. Does let's it really go, matter? Because it's, go to just, six. it's just the fifth round. Is... I don't want to open up okay. the whole draft situation. Okay. We'll just go to six. Okay. So we'll do that for... Is that, uh, is that all right with you? Yeah, that's fine with me. So I'm actually going to be... We're getting enough from everybody. You know? Yeah, I'm going to be out of town. I won't be here for Friday's show, but I will... Uh, we can, like, text our picks to each other, and then you can let people know who oh, we okay. pick to. Okay, so, that, sounds that. that sounds good. All right, we're going to take a timeout. This is Rock Truck I'm going to manipulate talk. it to where I win regardless, though. I'll be I'll be paying attention to what happens. <laughs> Don't you worry. Uh, Shreyas Lada of the Kansas City Star is going to join us coming up next. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk. You're listening on FM 1017, 1320 KLWN, klwn.com, the KLWN app. Depend on it. Welcome back in to Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Derek Johnson with Nick Springer here on this lovely edition of RCST. And joined now by Shreyas Lada of the Kansas City Star. You can check out all his work. KansasCity.com and in the Kansas City Star as uh, the KU basketball season continues on. Kansas takes down Kansas State 90-78 to last night in Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, Shreyas, for you, what, what was your biggest takeaway from the win for KU over the Wildcats? I think it's, I talked about this a little bit before, but, and Jalen Wilson talked about it after the game, KU's at its best when they play kind of a balanced scoring load. Um, last game, they had three guys in double digits, uh, and I think Dick and Adams were just uh, missing the mark with nine and eight points, respectively. Uh, and, and he talked about how this team is more like deeper than they appear, um, and just, you know, I think overall you can see how much better they are on offense and multidimensional overall. Um, on that end, just by having somebody that can step up like DeJuan did last game or Grady usually does, and uh, I think, you know, I came away pretty impressed with their game plan. Uh, you know, Dewan and Kevin McCullough were pretty aggressive, something that weren't in the last game. And uh, I think it just shows that this Kansas team has more layers than they've appeared to have in a couple of games. Well, and, and when you look at what the bench did in the game to kind of add to all of that, how confident are you with, you know, seeing the Kentucky game where there at least were some bench contributions, at least from the bench bigs, and now this game against Kansas State. Does it feel like they're turning a corner, or are you still a little hesitant that going into the game Saturday against Iowa State, you're, you're still not totally confident in having to predict that there will be more bench production? I think I'm, I'm one game away from saying yes. I, I believe okay. in this KU bench. Um, I'm at the point where I think I believe that Udo is the guy that they should trust as a bench big to come in and be KJ Adams' backup. He just really gives them a vertical lob threat, uh, you know, some ability to send really nice screens uh, that I think the rest of the team doesn't do as well. Um, and he's just, you know, kind of a guy that you can put out there and do the fundamental things that I think they, you need a big to do um, and, and still soak up some fouls. I mean, I think he had like four fouls in like 10 minutes last game. Uh, which isn't great, but, you know, he's a freshman, uh, so things like that happen. Um, on, on the scoring end, I feel like, you know, it, it's a good sign. You saw Yesafu score his first, uh, like, points in nearly three games. He had three scoreless uh, games, and then he scored five, even though he shot one of seven. It's, it's still a welcome sign for any Jayhawks fan, I presume. 
And uh, Bobby did Bobby things. He led the way with six points off the bench. Um, I think it's interesting. I, I wrote about it yesterday. They haven't had a conference game up to this point besides Texas Tech where they've outscored another opposing team's bench. Um, and in the Texas Tech game, it was like a 9-8 to advantage. So it wasn't even like a real big advantage. In this game, I think it was 19-9, to so a 10-point differential on the bench. And, and Self talked about it afterwards where if the bench hadn't come in and stepped up, they would have lost the game. And I kind of agree with that. You know, they had some foul issues, of course, but that bench was the spurt of like that run they made in the first uh, half where it really gave them kind of a lead and a layaway. I think it was like uh, they were up by six and then Yesu hit a three and then Pettiford had a layup and then Dick hit a three. And then uh, I think Yesu kind of saved the ball that Udo kind of deflected the air and it led to Wilson three. And they were firsthand, uh, just, you know, you can see them how instrumental they were to kind of taking over the game. Um, I was pretty impressed overall, but I still want to see it a little more consistently to come out there and say it's going to be something they can count on. Yeah, and I think I agree with you there. Um, but if you have to, I guess, highlight any of the individuals, which uh, from a scale of, of all the bench players that we saw make the biggest impact last night with Bobby Pettiford, Joe Yasavu, Ernest Uday, and Zach Clements, of those four guys, uh, rank rank which one you feel most confident in continuing their, their strong bench performance all the way down to who you feel like maybe it's more of an aberration if you could. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, Putting you on the spot here. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say Ernest. I feel like every game when he's out there on the floor, you can see his confidence grow as he kind of just goes out there and does, you know, things that Ernest Udo does that the rest of the team can't do. Um, I was like super impressed. Like he, he just does things that you can't really see on the stat sheet. You know, you can't see a tough screen that he set left, uh, you know, like screen assist. They don't really track that much in college. Now that I think about it um, and his just ability to kind of, you know, be pretty like, you know, prominent in the pick and roll, be a rim protector, um, get some tough rebounds. I, I think he's going to be a guy that if they trust with the minutes, he's going to grow. And I, I think he has a higher ceiling than anybody else on that bench right now. Um, then I'd probably go Pettiford. Uh, you know, he's a guy that you can kind of classic, do a little bit of everything on the court, uh, and, and he's not in the shooting slump uh, yet to food's in right now. Um Yes, it was three. I, I need to see a little more there. You can't go three games without scoring as a bench option. I don't care who you are. Um, and, and I think Bill trusts him. I think he said he's the guy that he expects to kind of go out there and score buckets. Um, and he did a little bit of that, but he, it, seems, it still seems like he's a little cold uh, shooting stretch. And then Zach Clements is, is probably a, a distant fourth. Uh, he played pretty well last game, as well as he's probably played all year, besides the game where I think he dropped 10 points or something like that. Um, but I think the issue with Zach is if he's not making his threes, he's a little slow on the defensive end. He gets beat laterally, he overhelps. Um, and in, in some ways, I feel like it's just an issue of he doesn't fit the Bill Self mold. You know, he gives a lot of uh, different uh, overall impact than I think any of the guys on the bench, but it just isn't the, the impact Bill Self needs with this team. You know, you need a guy that can come in and give you 10, 15 minutes of solid defense off the bench as a big man. And I don't think Zach Clemens is that guy. Uh, that's just my opinion, though. We're talking about Treyas Lotta of the Kansas City Star here. And there was actually a good start for once for Kansas last night against Kansas State. Um, 
Is there anything that you attribute that to? Like, I, I don't know. I, I know Bill Self joked about it at the presser like a week ago that he was like, you know, I don't know what to do. Do I just tell the guys to go in there and make two of their first three shots? Like, <laughs> I, I don't totally know how to to get a better start. But was there anything you noticed? Like, what do you kind of attribute to having a better start to the game and, and being up at halftime as opposed to having to climb out of a hole? I 100% think it comes down to Dewan Harris and Kevin McCullough. Like, I don't know if I've seen Dewan drive the ball as much as he did early in that first half all season long, uh, at least since I started the beat. And, you know, I was super impressed with, you know, him just going to the line, getting foul shots. And, you know, like, he, he did things that you don't really see Dewan Harris do that often. He was fearless in taking shots. Uh, and it's funny because Self said it after the game. He outshoots Grady Dick and Kevin McCuller, which a little eye-popping uh, of a quote there, in practice. But in games, he's pretty hesitant, and he wasn't that in this game. I mean, last K-State game, he was pretty much invisible on the offensive end besides his you know, facilitating, which he's fantastic at. But his scoring was invisible. He didn't score any points till like, I think, midway through the second half. And it was a three, and I think he finished one of seven. Um, and same thing with Kevin McCullough in that game. I mean, he he only shot two shots, and he fouled out eventually. Uh, in this game, he wasn't great at shooting, um, but he made two big threes. And uh, just I was super impressed with his ability to kind of go to the line and get some foul shots. You don't really see Kansas live at the line too often. So I think it's, it's a great thing when you can force the issue on opposing teams by driving – and putting some pressure on them. And you could see the floor kind of open up. I mean, they shot 8 of 16 from 3 in the first half because DeWan and Kevin were aggressive, so it gives guys like Grady, KJ, and Jalen more space to operate. When they play hesitant and when they play, you know, they, they pass up shots, they don't take open shots, or they miss a lot of shots, even when they miss, it's okay. But you need to have the threat, like Self said, they need to have the threat of DeWan being able to shoot the ball for the offense to really open up. And that way, it really becomes a five-out offense almost with KJ having that 12-foot midi that he doesn't do that much, but he has in his bag, it feels like. And and I think he just opens up the floor so much more for a guy like Jalen Wilson and Grady Dick uh, when you know the contingency isn't just on them to score all the time. Well, and we've seen in just kind of carrying off from that, Grady Dick kind of struggled to, to score and shoot in these last two games. Uh, going back to the Kentucky game, too. But they've still been able to win both of those games. Um, do you think that, I don't know, do, do you make anything of that in terms of what it means for KU? Uh, like, is is there anything telling about the idea of, like, oh, you have to have, you know, Kevin McCullough or Dewan Harris do this or that if Grady Dick can't score that game? Or uh, maybe this means that, you know, Grady Dick's scoring isn't as important as we thought. It is more about the other guys. I, I don't know. Do you make anything of that? I, I make my, my thought process on this is more often than not, Grady Dick will probably be the secondary scorer in a game. But if you can get any of the other, you know, three guys to step up in the starting lineup, I think you're still pretty golden. I mean, they just need somebody to go out there and, and supplement, supplement uh, you know, Wilson on the offensive end. They really do because otherwise you're having games where he's dropping 38 and you still lose in overtime because the guy's exhausted. And it led to, you know, them not even getting a shot off in overtime because nobody respected DeWan Harris to drive the ball. In, you know, he drove to three people and, and DeWan's not going to pass the ball, you know, there to, to Yesafu or Zach Clements or whatever. And, and it, you know, it just really 
kind of showcases back to like what I think I initially mentioned when I came on is this Kansas team, like it doesn't matter who the secondary or like tertiary scorer is, they need somebody to go out there and give the 15 points per game along with whatever Jalen Wilson is going to give you because it really opens up everything on the offensive end, whether it's DeWan or Grady or KJ. I mean, like KJ has been pretty consistent, you know, besides the two games uh, that he had in the losing streak. And then, you know, obviously this game he had foul trouble, but he still dropped, I think, eight points. Um, he he offers a lot for the team. Uh, and I think, like you said, it, it, I think it goes back to, I don't, I wouldn't want to say Trey Dick is like not as important as he's made out to be. I think he's very important, especially as they go deeper and deeper into the season. But I think there is something to, it doesn't matter who the secondary scorer is. They just need somebody to step up and drop, you know, 12 to 15 points a game consistently. The injury bug has kind of popped up for Kansas over these past couple games. Zuby Edgefer goes down against Kentucky. McCullough rolls his ankle, and then it looked like at one point against Kansas State, he left holding his wrist, but then he comes back in. Bobby Pettiford came up a little bit limp, it looked like, off of a layup. Is that something that we should be more concerned about, do you think, or is it just some more minor stuff that you think this team can work through? I think it's a little concerning. I think with McCullough, it is a little scary that, you know, you have this ankle issue that he's already dealing with, and then I think Self said it was a finger thing after the game. Uh, that is a little bit of a, a concern. I think it wouldn't be bad to uh, you know rest him a game or two just to kind of get him back to 100% or as close as possible. But at the end of the day, I'm not a medical professional, so I'm not going to make that call. Um, I think with Pettifer, the hamstring thing, I'm curious to see what happens with that because he came back and played, I think, in the game. If I could... I could be wrong there, but, you know, I wonder how much of that was just adrenaline. Like, you know, how much was that, you know, he could actually play with, you know, a potential hamstring injury versus uh, it's actually worse than it appears. And I guess we'll find out probably tomorrow when they have availability. But, you know, like any team, I think right now, late in the season or midway through the season, more than midway through the season, they're dealing with some uh, bumps and bruises. Uh, And I think as long as they have the core, like, you know, guys, uh, you know, as long as they have KJ Adams, Taylor Wilson, or Grady Dick on the floor, I think they'll be okay. This was obviously a huge game for Kansas against Kansas State for a lot of different reasons. You got the rivalry, you got not wanting to get swept, you got still trying to stay in the Big 12 title race. And Allen Fieldhouse was absolutely packed. They were turning students away. I guess, what, what did you think of the environment and how much do you think that maybe affected K State uh, in that game last night? I think it was super impressive. I mean, I thought it was hilarious that Tang said after the game that, you know, the Allen Fieldhouse advantage is there. I'm not even going to get into that because I'll let Jayhawks fans get into that. But I think it was like 24-23 to the foul count there. So I thought it was a little funny. Um, but I, I also think, I mean, I mean, like, you know, Allen Fieldhouse was rocking after guys like Yesbu hit a three. You know, like guys who don't really go out there and get a ton of cheers for their name when they hit big shots. Allen Fieldhouse will be louder than you can even imagine than a guy like Grady Dick or even Bill Wilson, which I think is super cool, you know, like to give props to guys who are not necessarily the stars, but be out there, be out there and, and you know, make the most of their opportunities. Um, and I definitely think it affected K-State a little bit, you know, like there was no game flow, I think, on their end. Uh, you know, they were living at the foul line. I felt like every time they'd get it within eight to six or whatever, Kansas would answer with another run fueled by the crowd's energy and their energy. Um, And I think it was a good learning lesson for Tang and and the Wildcats in the sense of, you know, it is big that they won in Bramlage and it's it's awesome that they closed the gap, but 
I think there's clearly some ways to go before they go out to Allen Fieldhouse and finally beat the Jayhawks. Next up for KU is Iowa State on Saturday. And like you said, we'll have a chance to to hear from Bill Self and, and get his thoughts on everything on that game coming up. But this will be the second meeting with Iowa State. Uh, what sticks out to you about this matchup after seeing the first one in Allen Fieldhouse that was decided in a uh, very close game about how you think this one could go? Yeah, I think this one's going to be an interesting one because Iowa State is in desperation mode. They've been dropping a lot of games. Uh, they haven't looked great as of late, and I feel like for Kansas, this is a huge game in the sense of the standings and just overall what it means for them as they continue to chase, uh, you know, try to move upwards. Because right now, I believe they're tied for second in the conference with uh, K-State, and I want to say Texas, or I could be wrong there. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of teams just on the new, you know, heels of them. Uh, I think it's going to come down to, you know, how can Kansas – play in an environment like Iowa State where it is traditionally very tough to play in Ames. Uh, I think historically they've done a pretty good job in Ames overall, but I'm curious to see how they play against that smothering defense. I mean, it's ranked 11th uh, in Ken Palm's adjusted defensive efficiency. They do a great job of forcing turnovers on opponents. Uh, so Kansas really needs to take care of the ball. They did a great job against K-State. It's important to see if that carries over. I think they did a decent job last time against Iowa State. Not amazing, but decent. Um, and they escaped Allen Fieldhouse with a win. Uh, one of the things I thought was curious is Iowa State really fouls a lot. So if Kansas can kind of establish the you know driving rhythm and, and get some of their premier defenders in the foul trouble, I think that'll be a big, big thing and a big help for them to establish themselves early and you know give themselves a little bit of an advantage from the get-go. He is Shreyas Lada. You can find all his work, Kansas City Star, KansasCity.com. Is there anything you have upcoming or, or anything you want to plug? Oh, absolutely. Uh, next week, I'm getting Kansas AD Travis Goff on my Twitter spaces, which I'm excited for. So uh, please tune in for that. And uh, thanks for having me and uh, continue to read my work. <laughs> all right. Awesome. That's Shreyas Lada, Kansas City Star, joining us here on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Thank you to Shreyas for coming on the show. One hour down, two to go. We got some Lance Leipold audio. He spoke for a long time talking about the uh, signing class. We'll share that with you. We also have some Bill Self audio. We got some more KU basketball stuff and Florida Man Mad Libs in the 5 o'clock hour. This is RCST. Coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, we've got some KU men's basketball audio. Also get to Florida Man Mad Libs. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. We've got Hawk Talk tonight. 6-7 to seven with Lance Leipold. Then the KU women's basketball game at 7 on the road against Baylor. After that, here on your original home for the Hawks. Last night, Kansas takes down Kansas State 90-78 to 78 in the Fieldhouse in a top-10 showdown in the Big 12. Kansas moving to a tie with three other teams for second in the Big 12, just a game behind Texas, who is all alone in first. After the game, head coach Bill Self caught up with the media. Here's what he had to say. Coach, you guys got to a quicker start and then... I know in Big 12 play, the, the endings have gone right down the wire. This one, you didn't have to sweat out as much. Just thoughts on the game and how you guys played? Well, I, th- I thought we, we played pretty well. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't think we guarded them very well the second half because we fouled them every possession. And, and uh, you know, boy, that's not the way that I don't think Jerome or myself would want the second half to go because I think both teams were in the bonus with like 12 left or 13 left. And so, you know, you got to be defensive on defense. Uh, uh, and that's when you usually foul the most. But uh, I, I, I actually thought uh, I thought we did some good things early. Uh, you know, we shot it well early, and of course had some rhythm. And 
we didn't shoot it near as well the second half and, and, and probably didn't execute as well the second half. But uh, we did some good things. They got they, – they, hey, they, their guys are hard to guard now. Noel and and uh, Johnson are hard to guard. And Tomlin, when he gets going downhill, he's long strides. He's hard to stay in front. I, they've got a good team. And I actually thought we, we did a good job for the most part. And our bench was terrific. Best our bench has been all year. Yeah, Jerome said that uh, Jalen didn't get 38. Grady didn't get 20. The other guys beat us tonight. How, how much can you move that forward and, and keep that going? And, and what's the key to that, maybe? Well, I think, uh, you know, it's, you know, unfortunately, uh, because of injuries, it's, you know, it's, it's been squeezed down. So everybody's going to know, those nine are going to know they're going to get a chance to get in the game more than likely, although Zach didn't at, at Kentucky. But, um, you know, you, you know, when, when you look at our, our big guy, I can't remember exactly what did we get like 16 and, and 12 or whatever from that position in 40 minutes. That's 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 pretty good for us. And but it wasn't KJ, uh, you know, because KJ was in foul trouble. So you know, Ernest and and uh, and Zach did did good work. And and uh, I thought Bobby and Joe gave us some good minutes. And MJ said he couldn't go. So. Uh, uh, because of his back. So that that was we were limited there. And of course, when Bobby tweaks his ham and. You know, I think KJ dislocated or broke his finger. I don't know if that's what happened, but that's what I thought at the time. I mean, we were just limping home, and fortunately, we got to the finish line. With, with Jalen, um, I, I think the stat is that the most points by a Kansas player in a five-game stretch in the Big 12 era. Yeah. I mean, what, what can you say? Yeah, about I've, what he's I've done? heard I've heard different things. Anybody know what that number is? It was 133. I think. 133. 113 after four. For yeah, sure. 113 after. So, so yeah, 133 is a pretty good number for. Five game stretch, and, and uh, you know, unfortunately, we go two and three in that five games. And, and, and he's usually scored the most points when we've labored the most offensively, which is a sign of a good player. So tonight, we were able to spread the wealth a little bit, and and uh, uh, but still, he was a, he was the main guy that got us off to a good start. What's your assessment of how Bobby Pettiford has stepped up as Dewan's backup, especially in these recent games, barring the injuries? Yeah, I think he's. I, th I think our bench has done better as a whole, but Bob, Bobby's done well. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I just hope his hammy's not bad because that's a tough one to play with. But he was explosive today. You know, he didn't shoot it from the perimeter. We got to the cup, and and uh, you know, he's a good defender. And you know, it may not seem like much, but with the foul trouble we played through uh, with Grady and Kevin and KJ, if our bench wasn't good, we don't win tonight. And so that was that was a good thing to see. And has the game plan? Ben, more recently for DeWan to attack the basket more? Because it seems that he's been yeah. getting to the rim more often. Yeah, no question. He's got to look to score. We talk about that each and every day. He and KJ both need to look to score. Bill, they they really tried to cheat off some, some guys and um, dare him to shoot. How, how important is it kind of psyche-wise to, to get those guys going out there willing to, to get it up there and, and tonight, you know, like you said, all those all those other guys, how important is it just going forward to just you know, make it not feel like it has to be Jalen? Oh yeah, yeah. Well it's it's an we we we're we're gonna be decent offensively or pretty good offensively if they have to guard five guys. I mean let's just call it like it is. And even if Juan misses, it's like throwing deep. You know, there's the threat that he's gonna shoot it and and, and uh uh and Juan made the first one, and then he misses his next uh, four, if I'm not mistaken, and then and then and then makes the last one. So, uh, uh, but I think Juan's a good. He he doesn't practice every day. We'll do shooting drills. He'll make more than Grady and, and Jay will in shooting drills. I mean, I mean, uh, uh, so that that's not unusual to see at all. So uh, uh, you know, he just needs to translate that to the game. And and, uh, and and Kevin, you know, hadn't been able to throw it in the ocean. 
here of late, and he goes two or three, even though he, he missed everything in the arc, inside the arc. But you know he played well in, in, in rebounding the basketball. He he's got to be as good a guard rebounder as there is in the country. Coach, we talked a few weeks ago out here about this schedule that you guys are playing and what a gauntlet it is. What's it going to take to come out on top of this league with what you've seen so far about halfway through? Well, uh, from a one-loss record, I have no idea. You know. Uh, Five looks like a pretty good number, maybe six. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I, I can't see anybody run the table the last nine games. I, I can't see that. But, you know, I've, I've been wrong before. But, uh, you know, you, you, you know, for us to have a chance, we're going to have to go steal, steal a couple and, and, and then hold serve at home. But, but uh, it, it, it's, it's different, though, because even holding serve at home has become more difficult than what uh, it ever has in, in years past. So. It, to me, it's a little bit early. Uh, uh, you know, five and zero, we're in great shape. Five and three, now we're looking up, and and six and three. You know, if, if you'd have told me as many close games as we played, that's probably about where we deserve to be. To be honest with you, you know, seven two would be fantastic. But so so uh, we we got to go play well at Ames and play well at home Monday. But uh, I don't I don't know what the number is, but I I, I, I think five would be uh, really looking good right now. Non-basketball question, Travis Kelsey was in the house, big ovation. He went in the locker room. What, what sort of interactions did he have with the team? And, yeah, he, uh, talked, he talked to everybody. Of course, the thing about, you know, I've been around him a little bit, and, and uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to say we're boys or anything like that, but I've been around him a little bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, the thing that amazes me, I mean, he, he's, a, he's on top of his, uh, uh, you know, craft. Uh, in a way that that very few are in the world, and he's great to everybody. I mean, he 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 treats everybody the same, and he was so excited. Uh, and I'm not talking about from a KU fan perspective. Just so excited to be part of Energy, and 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 uh, I can't imagine uh, every defensive player uh, loving him as a teammate. I mean, he 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 he's fun, and and uh, I'm sure that if things go well in a couple of weeks, he'll be a a ton of fun. For the next month or so after that, he fancies himself a good basketball player. Did he try to tell you that? No, he didn't tell me anything. He had a, he had a dude with him. Uh, I can't remember his name that played for the Chiefs just for a, a, a little while, uh, but said that he was a really good player back in the day. He said he came to KU camp, uh, uh, you know, back in the early 2000s, uh, uh, 2005, 2006, something like that. So I didn't remember him, uh, uh, but uh, uh, Travis says that he's you know he. he he switched to the man sport and, and then, uh, you know, became the best football player. At least that's what he said. Uh, Bill, sorry to go back to basketball here, but uh, uh, they had David Gasson in starting lineup today. You did not play him first time around. Did you notice any difference going up against I think him they're better game? with him. Uh, th that's, not a, that's not a disrespect to anybody else because what he can do, he can get out of ball screen and run to the rim, and it puts pressure on people running to the rim. And Noel's so good off a of ball screen, as we all know. So, so uh, yeah, I, I think it's a I think it's a dimension that makes their team better. Coach, not not for or against good or bad, but are too many whistles bad for the game? Is that is that a problem right now? You know, we we we've played games so far where neither team got to the bonus the first half, and we played. This tonight was, I, I mean, both teams are in the double bonus with 10 left in the in each half or whatever, close to it. So uh, a little frustrating, I think, to probably players and coaches. Uh, uh, 
But, you know, we've got to also learn how to adjust a little bit, too. You know, they're getting their marching orders, uh, 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 and I'm sure they are. I haven't talked to anybody about it, but I'm sure they're getting their marching orders to, to call it tighter, that, that, you know, every time you listen to a, 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 a analyst talk about the rock fight in the Big 12, every game's a rock fight, this kind of stuff. You know, you, you, you hear about our game at Rupp the other night, talking about how physical we are, and you guys have seen us play. We're not one of the – we're not even physical at all, but but uh, but but people people have that perception. So you know that may play into it a little bit as well. Bill, how much was the last game discussed? Was pride a factor tonight? They stormed the court and everything in Manhattan. And you know you know to- what uh, uh, I, I think pride's a factor whenever you play uh, uh, an in-state school. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you. We 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 talked about beating K-State, but we didn't talk about beating K-State because of that. We talked about beating K-State in large part because they beat us the first time. And and even though, you know, they won the game, deservedly so, you know, we didn't do many things to enhance our chances of winning the game in the last uh, uh, few possessions of regulation and overtime. So we felt like that that it, it was one that could have gone the other way, and our guys certainly were, were ready to play tonight. You addressed the five losses, maybe winning the league. Was tonight a must-win to stay with K-State? Uh, the way know, the standings. Yeah, I, are. I don't quite look at it like stay with K-State. I look at it stay with everybody in that upper. There's there's six teams in our league that can win our league. So so uh, and 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 maybe there's more, but there's six teams that have a legitimate shot at winning our league. So so uh, I didn't look at it as staying with K-State, but. But if K-State gets this one today after they won at Baylor and after they've, they've won at Texas, you would say that they've gone to you know three of the four or five hardest places and come away with the W. So, uh, uh, and they've already played at Iowa State. So, I mean, their schedule tips to their favor when you talk about – now, those teams still got to go to their place. But, but in, those, in, in, in those regards, their, their schedule kind of tips their favor because they've got you know, uh, 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 you know, a few of the, the toughest road venues out of the way. Do you have an update on Kevin's hand and Bobby? I do not. Uh, Bobby tweaked his hamstring, but he came back, so that's good. And Kevin, you know, hurt his finger, which has been bothering him for a while, and he came back, so that's good. But I, I, I don't have any idea past that. That was Bill Self catching up with the media after KU takes down Kansas State by 12 in Allen Fieldhouse last night. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. We uh, will get to some KU men's basketball player audio from Jalen Wilson and Dewan Harris coming up next. We've got Florida man Mad Libs after that. Two hours down, one to go. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk. This is FM 1017, 1320 KLWN, KLWN.com, the KLWN app. This is a Rock Chalk Sports Talk news alert. Office say this man sold crack to an undercover police officer all while wearing a shirt that said Coke on it. Ever wondered just how crazy headlines can get? And now the Broward Sheriff's Office is looking into this one. So if you recognize the defecating deviant dropping deuces on driveways, give Broward Crime Stoppers a call. Our headline experts have you covered. 42-year-old man was arrested for riding his bicycle on the front lawn of a Naples home and telling a woman inside he was an FBI agent. This is Florida Man Mad Libs with Derek Johnson, Nick Springer, and Sam Speck on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. All right, welcome back in to Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Nick Springer, Derek Johnson, Sam Speck joins us in the KLWN studio for another edition of Florida Man Mad Libs. 
Good to be back, gentlemen, and for all of you listeners out there that are curious and might want to play with us here tonight, first round is one redacted word. Here is the overall uh, summary of the game. We will have a legitimate headline, by the way, the majority of which come out of the state of Florida. The first headline, again, just one redacted word, which I will provide a couple of different options where these two players and you at home can fill in the blanks. The first round is worth one point because there's only one redacted word. The next three rounds will be then a worth of a potential three-point opportunity if you get both of them because there will be two different redacted words within that headline. Again, Sam, would you like to remind everyone who won last week? Uh, Nick no, I don't did think win. To I was going to no, say Nick did win last week. Oh, who's that? Oh, me? Oh, I won? It's oh, wow, I forgot. Wow, I won? Wow, that sucks, Derek. It ties up the season two standings in terms of overall um, right now 3-2-2. Three, two, and two. So we got three, or excuse me, 3-3-2. Three, three, and two. So three wins, three losses, two ties between these two players. However, aggregate points is now in favor of Nick. So we oh, have. I reject someone. that, dude. I, I totally forgot that I won. I just, didn't, I just didn't even remember. Wow! Thanks for reminding me, guys. There you go. Okay, Man, it's great so, to be a winner. Here we go, gentlemen. Uh, uh, you should take that into um, <laughs> uh, Rock Truck Pickhawk because you're getting smoked. <laughs> there you go. It's week dude, number nine. The run, a run's coming. Listen, you had your little run. Now it's my turn. Well, and It'll he's be my got, turn. he also still has that uh, season one championship certificate so conveniently <laughs> placed here just over his shoulder. Oh, as that if, doesn't mean as anything. As if it, yeah. Mm. So, all right. Let's get uh, Question number one. Once again, just one redacted word here in round one. And I do have the context of the story. It's a bizarre one. Florida man arrested, excuse me, Florida man arrested after a botched blank. <laughs> with some sort of procedure here. In some sort of way. But A, again, suture, colonoscopy, or castration is what was the botched procedure. So, again, oh. Florida man was arrested after a botched either castration, suture, or colonoscopy. And for suture, it's like a stitches. Giving okay, stitches, stitches to somebody. Yes. Okay. So, this one's, All again, right. weird one. Everyone's fine. This story doesn't have okay. a, a poor ending by Here any means. Here is... But I'm going to... This is... I, I, I'm going to totally... Go off in a, on a new path here. I think what we're dealing with here is a, a guy attempting to castrate a cow, the Florida man, and he messed it up, and that was then it became like animal cruelty or something. That's why he got arrested. I, so I'm going with a, castration. Okay, so Nick locking in with because castration. You said there. Florida man, not like Florida doctor or Florida whatever. So that's why I don't think it's one of the other options. Correct. Yes. Again, I either I think this is like some guy who's a farmer or something. And he's attempting to castrate like an animal, or, or doing something with an animal, and he messed it up, and that's why he got arrested. Could be. So lock that's, it in that's castration. My... That's that's an option. Or suture or colonoscopy. Florida man arrested after a botched colonoscopy, suture or castration. So this again. I had another idea, but I think I like this one better. It's not all great options here. I mean, truly, whoever this or person or thing Derek was, is making a lot of faces, but he's not saying anything. He's thinking hard right now. No, I just, I, I don't know what would go into the failed colonoscopy. Like, did this guy try to, like, smuggle some okay, drugs? Okay, you want me to give you an idea? There? No, 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 no. Here's, here's what I think. If anybody doesn't know what it is. The guy, like, went in and maybe, he didn't, in. maybe he didn't realize that he was going to get one or something, and then he, like, panicked or, like, something happened, and then he, like, assaulted the doctor. That's what I think <laughs> of his colonoscopy. But I'm yeah. sticking with castration. I don't like any of the answers, so I'm just going to copy Nick. Okay, so he's going wow. to hedge his bets. And he's wow, gonna go this is what happens when you're a winner. People just copy you. All right, well, and both of you are correct, actually. Florida man arrested after a botched castration. He was a, quote, 
at-home doctor. Oh. And performed a procedure on someone that he met on the internet. Oh. And uh, completely botched the... Everyone's fine. Again, everybody's wow. fine, but this was... So uh, I was still kind of wrong, but I got the, <laughs> the blank right. This is what I love about being in the house sometimes, is to see you guys dive down some random rabbit hole that I, I really know thought clearly about going with the colonoscopy true. angle of, like, the guy didn't realize he was getting one or, like, didn't understand what he signed How up for. How would you not know that you were I, getting I don't, one? Listen, I don't know. He just went to the doctor and, like, he didn't know or something, or he didn't know what, it, he didn't like, know what a colonoscopy was. like not knowing getting prostate exam. It's just yeah, like, like he whoa. Didn't, yeah, like, he didn't know. He didn't know what that meant, and then he like, and then he like, assaults the doctor. Or something. Ask me out on a date first. <laughs> what do we got? Okay, so we got a point for each of you in the first round. There, let's get to the second round now. As of course, we will have two redacted words. I don't words. think Derek should get the point because he just copied me. Well, that's kind of a strategy, <laughs> and if he continues to do so, that means that you still remain in the lead. So it is all about yeah, the aggregate fine. points. And if Nick, so technically, you could do the same thing for the rest of the season now. And, and maintain that lead. But that's boring. Yeah, exactly. We'll get to it. Two redacted words. Here we go. Florida man suspected of using blank to draw a giant blank on radar. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like I know the second one. Um. <laughs> we'll get to the first redacted. Is Florida man suspected of using air tags, a taxi, or a private plane to draw a giant blank on radar? I don't. Does ta do taxis show up on radar? Uh, they um, should. Taxis, yeah, like they, when you work for a tax company, they have like a GPS on them. Yeah, they got trackers. Yeah, they have a like tracker that. on them. So like if like if you're taxiing around the city, mm. that way the company knows like where you're going or whatever. Okay. And your routes and things. I'm like thinking plane though. I'm thinking that's the most. The logical. private plane seems like. What was the other option? Private plane uh, taxi? air tags. So the Apple Air Tags. Oh. Because okay, you can track okay. those. Um, you can track their location yeah. as well. Okay, like a geotag sort of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can put it on keys. I've seen it put it on. Uh, you know. <sighs> no, I'm actually going to go air tags. Air tags. Okay, yeah, so wow. going with the Apple Air Tags. We're going with a modern answer here. Hmm. So Florida man suspected of using either a private plane, air tags, or a taxi I actually to draw do a giant think it's plane. private plane. I'm going to go with private plane. So Nick's going to lock in with a private plane here. So Florida man suspected of using either a private plane, air tags, or a taxi to draw a giant. Middle finger on radar, a giant heart, or to all a giant penis on radar. So, <laughs> did I just again preemptively make it, you know, more alluring to, to pick that answer, or is that the actual answer? So the the so one we'll if see. it's I I mean I'm, I'm just gonna be clear I'm gonna go penis, <laughs> but um, if I can say that on the radio, right? I mean it's I, too late now. Uh, we're, so, yeah, we're already in deep. Yeah, so. I guess it, you know uh, it's uh, just. Scientific, scientific. Uh, uh, I'm, I don't even know what other word could be used. I, I, don't, I don't male know. Um, reproductive male organ. organ. There you go. You know, the only other one that would make sense to me would be heart. Like, what if he was proposing to his girlfriend or something? That's okay. a heck of a, yeah. an anniversary gift or a proposal gift yeah, that or something could be like it. that. That could be it. But uh, he's, uh, the, the phrase suspected. <laughs> that makes me think that this is something that was probably deemed not okay by other people. Which a middle finger certainly would. So that's would. why I or, feel like it's probably either middle finger or the other option. What are you going with? You're going P? I, he's yeah, locked yeah. in. Derek's locked in on the P. Hmm. On the P. <laughs> I'm going to go with the P also. All right. Nick's going in. Here it is. I mean, I think it could be middle finger, but I don't know. It Well, and that would be hilarious, actually, if you could somehow that's a lot manipulate draw, the radar. Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, it is as childish as you would think. Florida man suspected of using his private plane to draw a giant penis on radar. Nick, come Three away. points Big for your boy. Three banger. Let's go. Derek does give one point there with the uh, the 
um, uh, the P. So P. we got the P there. Good job to both of you. Nick, already perfect so far through these first two hot. rounds. That's a fun one there. Here we go. Next one. Florida man caught picking blank with a blank in his backpack. <laughs> so he was out picking different items, fruits, okay, uh, up things like that. Here's the three options. He was Florida man caught picking oranges. Hallucinogenic mushrooms or coconuts with an alleg or excuse me, with a blank in his backpack. I, I gave you that, the, the second one actually isn't. It's an option, but that wasn't the answer. Thank goodness. I, okay. I, I just about gave you the second answer. But a Florida <laughs> man was caught picking again either oranges, hallucinogenic mushrooms, or coconuts with a blank in okay. his backpack. I. Dude, can you get coconuts in Florida? Is that a thing? Like, oh, are, palm, yeah, yeah, they have yeah, palm trees. They but have I, palm trees. They there? just grow naturally, pretty much. That would be yeah. a heck of a but Florida, Palm trees Florida, are so high in the air. Florida's yeah. known for oranges, right? True. Yeah. So oranges, mm-hmm. not a bad option. Well, I mean, the hallucinogenic, hallucinogenic mushrooms. That's a mouthful. Seems like the most logical answer here. But I think I'm going to go with oranges. Oranges? Are cool. Well, there's groves of them down there. Yeah, in I'm going with oranges. I mean, I'm going with oranges. Florida oranges. Let Nick locking in with oranges here. Florida man caught picking again either mushrooms, the there, hallucinogenic you, you kind, kind. oranges this. or coconuts. Yeah, I, I think it is oranges though, so I'm just gonna go oranges. <laughs> Derek's gonna go with oranges there in Florida. So I gave you one of the options. No, this was not the answer. Actually, fortunately for me, that would have been a bummer. But uh, Florida man caught picking either again the mushrooms, oranges, or coconuts with an alligator in his backpack, Classic. a sex doll, or a gun. So, which of these three options was he caught with? Now, I kind of already gave you one of yeah, the so options I feel like was not. I feel like it's not alligator then. I tried. Because of that. I, I botched that one. My bad. Was <laughs> so, either gun or sex doll. What did he, what did he have in his, in his backpack? <laughs> well, both are equally, shall we say, interesting options. I think I'm going to go with, I think I'm going to go with gun. See that sucks. Now, I, what were you gonna go with gun yeah. too? Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I'll go sex. I'll go sex doll so you can go gun. How about that? All right, gun. All right, are you gonna go sex, go sex doll then? Doll. Okay, so he's yeah. gonna lock in with sex doll. Divide and, and conquer. It is uh, quite the strategy you're playing today here, Nick, because it was a sex doll. Florida man wow. caught picking hallucinogenic mushrooms with a sex doll in his oh, backpack. Why was he arrested? What did he's you do picking wrong? hallucinogenic Dude, mushrooms. Yeah, what did he do wrong? Those are illegal. <laughs> I don't think you can do that. <laughs> what if you didn't know they were hallucinogenic? What if he's just I'm picking mushrooms? He's like, oh, I got to sure make dinner he, tonight. I, I, mean, I guess what I don't understand is where is the correlation between picking the mushrooms yeah, and the having sex a sex doll. doll in your backpack? Ooh, like, that guy was having is, a really And why does the sex the doll need to be included in the headline? He was really... That has was, nothing to do with the story. He had a well, clear I mean, plan for his is it not? Is it not something of... of it's a footnote that goes in the story, but it has nothing to do with the headline. It no, no, I that's mean, like that, me no. being like, hey, Kansas no. beat Kansas State okay. last night, and a fan in the crowd yelled, hey. Like, <laughs> no, 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 it has no. nothing to do with the game. No, no yeah. because listen, listen. if it was just a guy arrested for picking mushrooms, that probably happens all the time. What makes <laughs> this guy's story unique is that he had a sex doll in his backpack. Yep. Yep, That's it why was, it's the headline. That's an, why it's there. An uninflated, ready to go. This guy obviously had plans for his evening. He was picking out his meal. He obviously had his date for the night in his bag, ready to oh, roll. So, so bad. <laughs> we'll move on. Nick actually gets one point there, so good job. Final so one. Five to one, right? Five uh, to one. You are, actually. Five it two. is uh, five to two. Oh, Correct. Derek that sucks, Derek. But uh, five to two currently. Here is the last one. This one. Interesting. Florida man bites a neighbor's blank off over a blank. So, 
We get to the first redacted word. A Florida man bites a neighbor's finger, his headphones, or his ear off over a blank. We'll get to the second redacted word momentarily. Does, does Mike Tyson live in Florida? Yeah. I'll tell you. That actually happened. It was like uh, two months ago. There was another boxer that tried to nibble off another ear, and I bet you Mike Tyson was somewhere saying, Somebody else did it. <laughs> so wait, wait. It was, it was uh, his headphones. Ear, headphones, like the headphone finger. Finger or ear. Uh, you know how hard neighbors. you have to like bite and rip to get it to rip a finger off? Like Not that hard. I no, it's think. not. I, actually, I thought it was no, like a This carrot, is actually right? going to be terrifying to you when I tell you this This fun fact. What? It might not be actually fun. Um, did you know the same level of pressure it takes to bite through a carrot is the same level of pressure I, it takes to bite I've through a finger? I've heard that, yeah. What? It's just that you that. can't do it to your own mentally. finger because mentally in your head, it like it prevents you. you but hypothetically, if I wanted to bite off your finger, that's all it would take. Your really? jaw yeah. is probably the strongest, one of the strongest of areas on your on your entire body, by the way. Okay, wow. So finger, your I ear. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know that I want to. He's like pointing his finger in his face. And I don't really know it. that I wanna, wanted to learn that. <laughs> But I just kind of had to. I like, feel like yeah. the finger is a hard Fun target <laughs> to bite, though, because it's on the move. You know, not if you grab. If, like, if he grabbed his arm, he grabbed yes. his arm and was like, ah. Or like oh. you said, the point. Oh. Yeah. Oh. The the headphones one could be. Uh, I like. Why do you bite it? Because that that takes so much to go. Maybe the guy know, was. Maybe they were like off. having an argument, and then the guy was like, "I'm done listening to you," and like put his headphones <laughs> on the air. Because like, no, you're not done listening to me. And he ripped <laughs> bit him off. <laughs> Could be. All right, uh, where are we locking in, gents? I'll go finger, I guess. Finger for I'm gonna, Derek. I'm going to go with ear. And I don't know. Nick's locking in I, I, with yeah, Tyson here. So Nick and Tyson going with the ear. Derek going with the finger. No one with headphones. You at home. Again, Florida man bites neighbor. Uh, neighbors either ear, finger, or headphones off over a yard ornament, a parking job, or a cigarette. Huh. So... Mm. Three things. Yard ornament. What is it? What like even a, is a like yard, a yard gnome? Like a flamingo. Okay. Or like a, like a, a bird bath. A yard. You know? Yeah. I, I, I think you could even consider think, a bird bath an I think ornament. I'm gonna go with the, I think I'm going to go with parking job. Parking job for like, Dick. This guy, he parks his car like and blocks the other guy's driveway. Or like blocks the other guy's car in somehow. Or garbage bin. I've like, heard of all. He's of like, "Hey, dude, yeah. why don't you move your car?" And the guy's like, "No, I'm not gonna move my car." And then they like yell about it, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna bite your ear off." Ah. I, uh, my I, I'm going to go cigarette. I think he was, because if I went finger, he's holding the cigarette in his fingers. Oh. I, I don't know. Something okay, like that. There you go. Thinking. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I like don't know. I'm, okay. I'm trying to so, connect in somewhere. No, I, I, like yeah. I like that. Maybe Derek. it was like smoking in his face or something. I don't know. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. No, okay. The guy had a kid and he's like, keep it away from my baby. I don't know. I really like your thinking. I do. Well, and, that's a good um, Actually, it is a mixture of both of your guys' answers. So here's the full unredacted. Florida man bites a neighbor's ear off over a cigarette. Ah, wow. And it was truly not because he had a cigarette. It's because he was denied one. His neighbor was smoking one. He wanted one. He asked to bum <laughs> one and didn't get one. And then the fight ensued. Very normal and, behavior. Uh, gr- yes, that's for Dude, Florida. Absolutely. That's awesome. But Nick, another victory. Man. Two weeks in a row. Let's also, nice, I think six, six to three. three. Six to three yeah, victory. Uh, three huge on. W. That's Yeesh. a big win. So, wow. uh, Nick had how many? How many weeks did we do again for 13. season 13? 13. Yeah, I got 13 time. Let's go live got, to uh, the. We're running out. Let's go live to the loser, Derek. What do you have to say for yourself? I uh, minor minor seven. Oh wait, you're a loser. Comeback. Nobody cares. Yeah, sorry. Well, and like he said, we got time, boys. So week <laughs> number nine in the books. Thanks so much. We'll be back with week ten next Wednesday. Thanks for including me in your fun. We'll see you next time, boys. Thanks, Sam. That's Sam Speck with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. The loser. <laughs> <laughs>
This and the is winner, Rock Nick. Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. We have our RCST replay next. This is RCST. Thanks for listening to the Best of RCST podcast. And a reminder, you can catch our show Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 live on KLWN in Lawrence, 101.7 FM, 1320 AM, or anywhere you're online at klwn.com or the KLWN app. Thanks for listening.